Hello and welcome back to the Firestarters Podcast. I am Colin, here with Joe. Yo. And today we've got kind of a little grab bag of things. We'll start you off with a little NFL, and then we'll move us into some NBA. We'll talk about All-Star and a little uh, Would You Rather for the next five years. Let's chop it up. Follow us at Podfirestarters on Twitter. Email us at thefirestarterspod at gmail.com. You can check us out on YouTube now. There's a ticker. Look at it. Check it out. It's a ticker. Did that? Twitter Come tags. Come on. The Twitter tags right there. Yeah, Twitter tags. Come on. We're, we're cooking with gas what? here. <laughs> uh, send us questions. You can email us. You can DM us. You can put it in the YouTube comments now. Anything to get you guys more involved. We want to hear your opinions. We want to, you know, talk about what you want to hear. Okay? It is Thursday, February 24th. It's 8.06 p.m. What up, Joe? Ooh, we can get news any day about the bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. All signs are pointing to him coming back. He, post, he, he posted about gratitude, you know? Monday night, something like that. Monday around there. Something like that. Flew into the headlines, was on Pat McAfee's show Tuesday, said, hey, whoop. decision hasn't been made. But uh, since then, Packers have done a little little cap gymnastics. Anything is possible in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Clark restructured, which saved him about 10 mil. And then uh, Aaron Jones uh, restructured, put... About 3.5 into a signing bonus, uh, which frees up, obviously, another 3.5 mil on his end. So, make moves. We'll get Tay back. We'll get Rogers back. And we will run it back for however long we want to sign him. I mean, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like people were worried, saying, like, the Packers are in cap hell. And they kept saying that. And it's the cap is not as hard as people think it is it's not like oh well this team has minus 30 million dollars on their salary cap that means that they're not gonna be able to sign any free no that's not how it works we're gonna restructure three deals we're gonna give some guys some signing bonuses we're gonna put voidable years at the end of their contract bada bing bada boom we have 13 million to work with to tag tay re-sign devondre and work it out with aaron Rodgers. all right so guys Stop Stop stressing about the salary cap before all the restructures happen, before free agency even starts. If they go into free agency without any cap, then you can be like, oh, shit, they don't have any cap room. But until then, just wait. Let them work it out. All right. Aaron Rodgers said he's in good kind of relations with management. It's like the best it's been in a long time. So... Things are, are looking pretty good. A lot of people took the gratitude post as, I'm done. I, I didn't take it that way. It seemed like, hey, like we're going into this off season. I'm thankful for everything that we've done so far. We'll see where this goes from here. Like He'll let us know soon, which he did not say last year. He just yeah. kind of le- left us hanging, you know, pulled us in. <laughs> and then let us go <laughs> and then pull this in and let us go so 
uh, yeah, it's it's nice to see him just say concretely, "Hey, we'll know soon. I'm I'll make my decision," and things are pointing in the right direction in terms of management and Rogers. So, yeah, good job by the Packers knowing how the cap works. And then, like, once Rogers is squared away, or Devante, I mean, vice versa, the other one will be squared away, and then then the dominoes will start falling across the league. With all yeah. these quarterbacks. I mean, you got Jimmy G, you got Russell Wilson, then you got teams like Oakland, who knows what they're going to do at quarterback with Derek Carr, especially bringing in Josh McDaniels. Um, who else is there? Indy, you don't know what they're going to do. Uh, 49ers, Pittsburgh. It sounds like Mason Tampa. Rudolph has the confidence of the organization yeah. in Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah, I hate that as a yep. roster of the Pittsburgh quarterback. <laughs> Mason Rudolph sitting on my bench. And every day I look at it, I'm like, yeah. if you're a starting quarterback, I can't drop you. And so. then Blaine Gabbert got the, the yep. kind of confidence from Bruce Arians. And then there's more Deshaun Watson speculation going on about it. You'll either go to Tampa or wherever. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. So we're just waiting for this Rodgers domino to fall. And you, you assume that Devontae would want to be with Rodgers given yeah. the production. <laughs> I mean – that's what gets you paid is this kind of production that Tay's been putting up. So, but you never really know because you know there's some cryptic posts about him and Derek Carr reuniting. It's like why why would you go from a Ferrari to a Camry? Like yeah. I, I just don't understand. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how how everything goes these next couple weeks because I mean. NFL free agency is going to be here sooner than we expect, and you yeah. know where you can get your coverage. Right, <laughs> right here, Five Stars Podcast, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and like, even if Tay gets tagged, he's still going to be making like in the upper teens with yeah. the tag. So yeah. if you look at the contract, I mean, I don't know if it's like going to be the mid twenties, low twenties. I know he's looking to be the highest paid wide receiver, so. The, the tag's not going to be too far off of that. And even if they can't get a deal done, you tag him, you still have an entire year to work on an extension out of the tag. So I'm sure that we'll get what we want to hear. But uh, shout out to Kenny Clark and shout out to Showtime for taking one for the team, restructuring, and Absolutely. allowing the Packers to do these cap gymnastics. Yes, uh, because it is an art to find the money in the cracks with these guys. Yeah, and so highest paid wide receiver right now is DeAndre Hopkins, making twenty seven. <laughs> twenty seven a year for two years. So it sounded like Devontae wanted a longer term extension, so yeah. but he wants to be the highest paid wide receiver, whether that's on an annual value or as a total contract value, who knows? Mm-hmm. Because if he wants like a four-year deal and he can do like twenty-two a year, it'll still make him the highest-paid receiver. It yep. just won't be on a per-year basis. So uh, twenty-seven—that's that's a lot of money, <laughs> so, yeah. especially with uh, DeAndre Hopkins' recent history. But anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, the the franchise tag puts it right in that upper teens range, so a little lower than maybe he'd be looking for. But I mean. At, at that point, the franchise tag is 
a weird thing. Like player can't say no to it. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I. I don't really love the franchise franchise tag, but in this situation, it would be beneficial for the Packers. It's the the way that teams can stay competitive. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's how you keep your good guys around when you're a middle to barrel franchise or a franchise that's in a small market. You know, the NBA has it where you can give the super max contract uh, to your own guy uh, where they could only get max money elsewhere. So obviously try to give them that incentive of sticking around in one place instead of jumping around. But that is never the case because guys usually don't want to live in cities that aren't fun. And yeah, <laughs> obviously sacrifice a couple million dollars to go live in LA or Miami. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and you you get a discount in the NFL with the franchise tag most of the time because these guys are usually warranting top of the market dollar. Yeah, and so like I said before, I got the exact number. It would be eighteen point four mil for the franchise tag. Okay. So it would be a pretty considerable discount versus the like twenty two twenty five that he probably want. Now at least we're not the Atlanta Falcons. Are getting with a thank God forty eight mil cap hit on Matt Ryan who fell off of a cliff since they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's disgusting. And they restructured to take that hit now at least. So the once he uh, kind of gets through these couple of years and gets to avoidable spot, then they can move off them or trade them or whatever they could end up doing with them. Yeah, talk about a team that needs a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs one that bad. <laughs> it's like the Westbrook contract. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, we'll give you Westbrook and a first-round pick for John Wall. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> no. We're no. good. But speaking of Russell Westbrook, he was not around in the All-Star game. <laughs> Oh, man. All-Star weekend as good as it usually gets i would say i mean it was average you yeah. know skills challenge i thought was kind of weird it was a little hard to follow didn't yeah. really they didn't really explain all of the rules out front and then all of a sudden it's coming down to thanassis versus darius garland in a three-point shot yeah i was, I was like <laughs> oh awesome <laughs> pretty disjointed it yeah. was it was a little weird not the strong suit of the Antetokounmpo's is shooting. No, not at all. Why couldn't they do a dunk contest? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Have Why all are we doing three point contests? What are we doing? Yeah. But shout out to the Cavs. Winning. Yep. Uh, you know. A couple skilled guys over there. Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. That was, that was a nice little trio. Give the Cavs something to hype about outside of LeBron. <laughs> being like the Cavaliers oh, you... should be happy they got three all-stars you know Darius Garland Jared Allen and me it's like oh <laughs> so that's what we're doing this whole weekend LeBron yeah we the... know we know the kid from Akron yeah. washed king get, we get it <laughs> all this other man and then he did finally like officially proclaim I am playing my last year wherever Bronny is yep so we'll see. <laughs> I so there's been a lot of uh, 
brawny kind of descent lately where it's like, oh, Brownie's not that good. Like yeah. he probably shouldn't make the league. But you, someone's going to draft him so they can get LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> like it's uh, the the package deal. You know, you you're playing kickball at recess <laughs> and there's like the shitty kid whose best friend is really good. It's like I guess I'll take them both. They're a package deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Somebody will end up drafting Brownie, and they'll be like, all right, well, yep, I guess LeBron's going to go there now. See, the thing is, that could be like, that could still be in four years. <clears throat> Brownie's yeah. a junior, so obviously he's got to finish this year, senior year. And then it doesn't look like the NBA from high school thing is going to be anytime soon. So not really an option. So then it's okay. Are you going to college for a year? Are you going to do the G League thing for a year? Yeah. Then even at that point, it's like, is he that good? You I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. What if he's, he's just he's... like Leangelo Ball? Right. <laughs> and just and gets awkward. You uh, look at that and it's like, well, do you just declare for the NBA draft because LeBron's not getting any younger? And yeah. so, like, so so if you're a team, are you like, well, I mean, we're drafting LeBron at 30-whatever. 41? Sure. Yeah, if it's 40. In four years <laughs> or 40? Well, I, I'm i assuming so, – so let's say Brownie declares after his freshman year, even though it's a lackluster freshman year. So that's in two years, right? Because, he's yeah, he's a junior. Yeah. So after two years. So he declares then – and is some team just going to be like, sure, like, whatever. Mean, if it's the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, one of these kind of middle of the pack, like, lower level teams are just like, I guess I'll take Bronny so he can get LeBron. Like, Imagine sure. if the Jazz just have been blown up by that point. Oh, it's my like, God. LeBron in Utah. <laughs> LeBron and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Are like, no, they'd, be, they'd, they'd have to be gone. They'd be yeah, you're gone. right. Oh man, that would be that'd be something. <laughs> or the Lakers make that trade, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're awful in twenty twenty seven. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I've been thinking about. Is like, is the team just gonna draft Brownie just so they can have LeBron, no matter like where they are in in terms of like a rebuilding process? Like, I I, I don't know. That, I mean, that, this, that'd be interesting. Well, this is kind of something we're gonna do in the who who would you rather have in the next five years? Because we I've got LeBron James down in one, and it's right? Like, ooh, I mean, is he gonna be Brady in the forties? Right. <laughs> you know, from the LeBron standpoint, or not? But you know, shout out to Cat, winning the three point contest. I like Cat, my, my guy Fred Van Vliet. Whew. He he was rough. He hit the side of the backboard on a couple of the first ones, and it's like, uh, and then there was my guy. I don't know if he even broke eighteen. It was it was tough. Yeah, I was I was saying that that I I liked Cat just because he he wanted to prove that he's like the best shooting yeah. big man of all time, like that kind of thing. So it was it was cool to see him. Like I think he broke a record. He scored twenty nine. That, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, he broke Devin Booker's record, I think, from yeah. 20, 2019, maybe. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool. Very cool Smooth to see a center win it. I like Cat. 
I like Absolutely. I like the Timberwolves being like good. Yeah, it's I like fun. That group of guys. That's good. Anthony F- Edwards. I love Anthony Edwards so much. <laughs> How do you not? Yeah, he was on a Windhorse had him on a pod, uh-huh. and they were doing just. It was the first time I ever met him, and it was like every question. Anthony Edwards is like, I could do anything. <laughs> and he's just laughing the whole time because it's like, I love you. <laughs> it's, like, it's good to have guys like that in the league. We got some personalities with like him and Ja. Just guys that are like super competitors, chip on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes the league fun. Absolutely. What's not fun is the dunk contest. No, not because, at all. Because <laughs> nobody wants to do it. No. Once I saw, <sighs> once I saw Juan Toscano Anderson was going to be in the like, dunk contest, oh. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not watching it this year. They're and, digging deep. And like once, once you saw the lineup, it's like, how is how does Obi Top like what? How does you know Obi Top not win exactly? Yeah. So that that was kind of where I was at, where it's like. Obi Toppin's far and away the best dunker here. Like, what are what are we doing? Yeah. Why are we do? I, I don't, like, Obi Toppin, East Bay is in game. Yeah, <laughs> while JTA <laughs> has like twelve dunks on the season. Like, I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> I, uh, I, I blame LeBron. Cause sure, because you know back in the day, Jordan was in it. Him and Neek were going head to head in dunk contest. You had. Dwight Howard used to do it. He had yep. guys that were guys, you know, mm-hmm. that the casual fan would recognize. There's not Blake a Griffin. goddamn person recognizing Juan Toscano Anderson no. or Cole Anthony, maybe no. Jalen Green. <laughs> I, sure, if you're, like, tapped into the young guys, I mean. But it's like. Nobody's only, watching the Rockets. The only people that would know Obi Toppin is anyone that watched him in college. And I can't yeah. even tell you what college he went to. I'm assuming Duke. It was Duke or Kentucky. <laughs> I know it was one of them, but it's like, this is supposed to be your thing. This is your big thing. And if the guys that are the best dunkers in the league don't want to do it, because, oh, no. Like Anthony Edwards, when they asked him, he was like, I'm an in-game dunker. What's that mean? Well, like I yeah. Mean, yeah, I know I know what you're saying. Yeah, because Giannis was the same way where he doesn't have these, like, creative dunks but like i don't know you can you can do cooler stuff than like call anthony was doing obi toppin went to dayton by the way (laughs) but yeah yeah these guys it's like they they say they're in-game dunkers and lebron kind of argued this at at points where he's like oh i'm i'm a i don't know i'm not really a dunk contest guy and it's usually these more powerful guys that are like, well, I'm not, you know, as agile. Yeah. I'm not, like, doing 360s and stuff. But, like, you're telling me Anthony Edwards can't do more than Cole Anthony? Like, what are we talking about? You're- We're talking about guys that are barely getting the ball over the rim. Yeah, there were so many missed the- dunks. I'd rather see a guy dunk it as hard as he can. Right. That's, That's like, like what Dominique Wilkins was doing. Ex- like, they are trying like, to tear the rim off of the backboard. Right. He was going like off the glass, windmilling, and just like being so high above the rim that 
it's just like, is the fucking rim going to tear off right now? Like, what is going on? <laughs> exactly. And like, and that's part of the fun. And that's, that's why what, Aaron Gordon was so... And Zach like, Levine, yeah, yeah. That's why that was such a good run. Even yeah. Derek Jones Jr. Absolutely. Because like, he just jumps out the gym, and then he's like, he's spiking <laughs> it down. <laughs> right. You know, so you know it's a dunk. Yeah. But these guys, like, Toppin had one where I don't know if he even got halfway up his fingertips on the rim right. and they called yeah. it a dunk and yeah. it's like i'd rather see a guy throw it down hold on to the rim and like do a pull-up yeah just because that's going to get the judges hype or the 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 honey dip where they're Anything. dunking their arm yes. into the rim because toscano anderson tried to do that and he just didn't jump high enough it's like come on guy and then like but but you look at these like in-game dunkers where you have blake griffin Jumped over a car, you know. Yeah. Like, be creative. You can be creative and like not a like flashy dunker. Or you look at Dwight Howard. He dunked on a twelve foot rim. Like, be creative. You don't have to like do a three sixty between the legs. Like, just find out ways to wow the judges with things that like are like, oh shit. Because now the judges at least are former players. Yeah. That were like good at dunking it's like dr j like patrick ewing and whoever else it's like okay like that they respect game they want to see impressive feats they don't care if you're doing off the side of the backboard double pump underneath like reversing on the other side like that's cool but if you're going to miss it three times and then change your dunk yeah nobody wants to see that they just want to see a hard successful dunk on the first try yeah. This is two was, years in a row that we haven't got a 50 in the dunk contest. Yeah. Do you remember who it, even won last year? Afrini Simons. How? I, just, I don't know. I just, <laughs> some some kind of thing. I, I, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Does, I, don't, I don't know if I've seen Afrini Simons dunk in a game again. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I always think, I, I mean, DeRozan did it a long time ago. And I think he did it in the year where they had the, you have like two minutes and go freestyle, yeah, and throw down, which was still really weird. It was, but weird. it's like, then you can like go throw down a couple, get some, you know, juices yeah. flowing, a little adrenaline, and then you can go and try to do something. And I think that's kind of what these guys are saying. Where oh, I ain't an in-game dunker, or I am an in-game dunker. Right, can't do the dunk contest. It's like, you should let these guys go through. And throw down a couple, get some warm-ups, and then be like, okay, here's the one I'm going to do. Like, when Paul yeah, George yeah. did the, like, against the grain, 360 windmill. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, you can't really expect these guys to do it on the first try, just coming out. Yeah. <laughs> like coming that out bit. He didn't stretch, though. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, right. Because, like, not everybody can do that. You know, no. not everybody's Blake Griffin. <laughs> That's like these guys. Are like, I don't know. like John yeah. Morant, you can go catch a 360 oop in the game. Well, yeah, uh, right. And like John Morant could like just kiss the rim and dunk it. Yeah. Because like we all know he can, and that's going to get a 10 out of a judge. And he's going to throw it down hard trying to tear the rim off. Yeah, like throw yourself a lob off the glass. Go out there, kiss the rim, catch it, dunk it. Like, it's going to be – that. that's good enough to get a 50. 
But like people, I don't know. People just don't want to do the dunk contest anymore because they're either a quote unquote in game dunker or they don't want to get hurt or yeah. I don't know. And it's like unfortunately, if we're you don't want to get stars. hurt, don't do something that you think you're going to get hurt doing. Yeah, right. Just don't play in the All Star game <laughs> if if you, <laughs> you don't think you're going to get hurt. Like uh, just I don't know. Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> What are you doing? Uh, yeah, man. But Cut. then, then Ja it, but also catches <laughs> like a three <laughs> that reverse dunk. First minute of the All Star game, it's yeah. like, oh man, <laughs> it's like, why wasn't he in yeah. all the the fucking dunk contest? But yeah, Chris Paul coming out. He's got a broken thumb. He's like, I think I, I think I'll get a little burn. <laughs> yeah, comes in. It's like. What are you doing? Yeah. What they a, said, what oh, yeah, he wanted to throw one assist. I guess Rudy Gobert, like, set a screen on him, and he was livid. It's like, bro, you're in a basketball game. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rudy Gobert, all he knows how to do is set screen, dunk, and roll. block. Yeah. yeah. And get blocks. Like, <laughs> so he's going to screen you. It's just yeah. part of his nature. I didn't get that at all. <laughs> like, like, he's going to be out basically the rest of the regular season. Yep. So it's like, yeah, why not? You know, risk maxing up that thumb just a little more, just in case, you know. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, that made no sense. <sighs> but uh, so, Steph. yeah, <laughs> that's where I was gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> that was disgusting. I think, he, I think he's back. <laughs> I wanted him. He needed just one more, one more to end that game. One more, so he had the record over stupid Anthony Davis. Yeah, most points. But still, the no look. He had. Man. I didn't. I didn't realize the logo shot was a no look. Yeah. He had a pump, flyby, one dribble, turn around, gone. And yep. then the classic one in the corner. He does every single All Star game now. Yep. Man. I was. I, I tuned in for a, a little while, and I was like, Oh. Okay, Steph's feeling it, you know? It, usually you see this in all-star games where guys are pulling up from 30 whatever. Yeah. Him and Trey Young and, like, Dame Lillard would be doing it. Russ would try to get in it. It's oh. like, whoa, whoa. But, conk! <laughs> the side of the backboard. And then he's following, he's following his own miss, getting it and dunking it. <laughs> and then, like, LeBron will do it a couple times, and it's like, all right, cool, yeah, we're getting into But then, like, Steph, he's different. He's hitting them. <laughs> he's hitting them. And he's hitting another one and another one. It's like, oh my god! And then he had, <laughs> and then and then Trey was picking him up at half court. I was like, oh come on, bro! It's the All Star game. And then Steph comes off the screen, catches it, pumps, one dribble, pull up, hit it, but turned around before it was looking at Trey. He's like, yeah, I got gotcha. you. And, and <laughs> gotcha. they had a view, and Trey is just smiling. Yeah, he's like, yeah, oh man, yeah, that was that was a, a special shooting show. And so, yeah, it was a pretty fun All Star game in, in, in totality. I like, honestly. I like the All Star game now. Always. Yeah, because like the way they make the Elam ending at the end of the game, I like how they did that with the Rising Star stuff with the four teams. Yeah, you know, the little tournament. And then the goal was fifty. I like that a lot. I think that's something they could do with the mid season tournament if they do bring it in. Yep. Have it be that first team to fifty. Like in the second half or something like that, you play the first half, first team to 50 in the second half or something like that. Split it up that way, do 20-minute halves. You don't have to do it a full game. 
you know, it's supposed to be something a little different anyways. Why not yeah. mess with the rules and stuff like that? Yep. But, like, LeBron hitting that shot to end it. That was so cool. And it's just so hype. Because, like, the only thing that is a timed game is real organized basketball. Right. Everything else is a target score. Yep. And it's just, I don't know, I think it's cooler when, like, you don't have the restriction of time. Because then it's like, you just, yeah. like, you know, you can play to not lose in a time game. But if you're playing target score, you have to play to win. Yep. And it's like, if you know a team's on game point, you're going to dig in defensively. You are going to slap the floor, go Pat Bev, and start digging in to try to get that ball back. Yep. So, and – Sorry. I just think it's way more fun. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. And it's like – because, like you said, every game that you play in your life outside of, like, high school, college basketball games, you're playing – to 21 you're playing to 11 you're playing to 15 and it's like these these games you're playing to 50 and it's like 47 to 41 and then this team goes on a run then it's like 49 to 47 it's like oh and then they're digging in and they're locking down you see these guys because the whole problem with the all-star game before they put in this elam ending nobody tries and nobody plays defense and then you know it's kind of fun to watch for a while but you know once it's like 250 to 274 it's like okay yeah no i'm good <laughs> we've, we've seen it. <laughs> yeah like we, exactly. we've seen all the highlight plays we're good we don't we're, we're I'm over it and you want to see these guys that are all-stars that are the best players in the league playing team basketball that's what makes it so attractive that's why you have an all-star game and you don't really see that. You see like two guys get the ball in the possession and then one dunks, one shoots three. It's like, okay, there's no resistance until that fourth quarter, fourth quarter, I Mm -hmm. guess you could say where they're trying to shoot for that target score. And then it's like, okay, so now we're moving the ball. We're setting screens. We're running plays, you know, we're back cutting, we're playing defense. This is sweet. Yeah. You know, we're switching screens. We're fighting over. We're, denying Steph the ball so they got to find offense somewhere else and it's it starts to become like an interesting basketball game and so I think I think the Elam ending has been a, a little bit of a blessing to the the all-star game and I I do like the idea of having the target score as the midseason tournament because it seems like the midseason tournament is gonna happen yeah sooner rather than later and so if they do a little you know Patrick Ewing classic over you know the christmas time and mm-hmm. the the championship is on christmas and it's a game to to 100 and th- that that would just be pretty fun yeah i agree i agree i think that would be yeah 100 would almost be perfect just give each yep. team like 10 timeouts sure just th- you've got no quarter no half you could even do extended timeouts rather than yeah. like yeah. make them 30s make give them the full timeouts give them a full minute Stuff like that. I think, yeah, I think you could do a halftime. You could do, you know, two halves, and once a team hits fifty, have it be halftime. Be halftime. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So uh, that'd be cool. Just gotta get creative. Get creative. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's and, why basketball is the best sport. They get creative and all. Absolutely. Starts the game. Very I'll progressive. Like, I like baseball. <laughs> baseball could not have a season at all this year, and I don't know if I would. I would notice. 
Yeah, right. I I saw a thing today, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're we're not really sure where we stand with the MLB. I'm like, Jesus I, I know where I stand. Yeah, I'm I like, don't well, really give a shit. Yeah. No offense to baseball people, but I just, yeah, it's like when when Missouri has two teams like that. That's all you need to know. I mean, come on now. Oh man, yeah, baseball. Baseball is a, a tough one. What an era. <laughs> football xfl is becoming uh a thing and the nfl is supporting it and using it as kind of a conduit to try out different rules yes which is really cool and so that means xfl might stick around because they have the nfl in a partnership a lot like the nba uses the the g G league League. except see my first thoughts when the xfl and this thing was happening is like oh it's gonna be a feeder, you know, to the NFL. Where, like, right. if the NFL wanted to sign a guy that's on contract in the XFL, they could sign that guy no matter what, regardless of what their contract was. But I guess that's really not the case. I, I guess that's not what Dwayne Johnson wants. No, I, th- I think he wants it to be his own league, but he also wants the NFL connection, so he has this, like, financial and, like, support of yeah. them in general. And so I think I think at the end of the day he wants it to be like his league, but yeah, we'll see. Because like obviously, I mean, if a guy's taken off Kurt Warner arena football style, he's not going right. to be in the XFL for long. So yeah, I don't. Again, is, are are they going to have to stay through whatever their contract is? Are they going to have the ability to opt out? Are there even contracts in the XFL? I would assume I, so. You'd have to assume so. I mean, guys aren't going to be playing, you know, for one year like mercenary contracts there i i would assume i mean could be we'll we'll see uh, but yeah <laughs> who A-B. knows who knows and uh then but you'll see stories like like a pj walker where mm-hmm. he was in i think it was either aaf or the xfl i think it was the aaf yeah. where he was like the best player in the aaf until it shut down and then he gets his nfl chance mm-hmm. i mean it was a little rocky, but it, it's cool to see like those guys kind of make the jump. And I think you'll see that more with skill players, with you know like wide receivers and running backs, where the league gets so thin. Especially we'll see with the COVID stuff, and guys start dropping out. If they could be like, "Hey, we want your league leader in receiving yards," you know, we have three active wide receivers, mm-hmm. and one of them is like. I don't know. Name a guy. It's like, yeah. Can will they be able to do that? Will will they have to like make a trade or something? Like I I don't know what's going to happen there. The, will they have? They'll probably have to buy out their contract. Is what's probably going to happen. That's what I would think. Yeah. And like that's you don't get that opportunity with the NFL. Like you you go to college and then when you're done with college you really don't have much of an opportunity to get seen by an NFL team ever again. Where yeah, baseball single A triple a double a they're watching you in high school they're watching you in college and then yep. the nba you've got all the overseas leagues you've got oh, G yeah, League for sure. plus then college you know so i i think it's a cool opportunity so because like who knows what guy could all of a sudden be the exactly. first you know xfl stud and then is all of a sudden like top five in rushing in the nfl or something right. like that just because they got a chance absolutely so I think that's pretty sweet. I'll have to have to be catching some games. They got oh, that's got to sure. be like a 
I don't know, like a Saturday morning thing. That'd be pretty cool. I'd get down to Saturday, also... Saturday morning. What's the schedule the, the... look like on that? I, I don't know, but I, I know the USFL also just came a thing, and they just had their draft. And that that's another professional football league mm-hmm. that's looking to do a similar thing, but I don't think they have the same kind of backing from yeah, they don't have the, rock. <laughs> the NFL. So you need the yeah, rock. that too. Yeah. <laughs> and you see the guys get drafted in the USFL. It's like Shea Patterson's number one. It's like, mm, okay, so that's the product we're gonna be putting out. That's that's what we're looking at. And so that that starts in April. Let's let's see what the with the XFL. What's going on there? Because I, I, I am interested to see the XFL. I think they're going to be super creative and kind of how, how they're going to work. It's like you got all these other streaming platforms too. I'm sure one of them will pick up oh, for both sure. the USF and the XFL. Yeah, because, I mean, all you're looking for is football because people love football. Mm-hmm. So if you can, especially if there's not going to be a baseball season. Yeah. You've and got, you can oh, you can have just, spring football, spring yeah. and summer, run your season through that, and then it'll go right into the NFL season. Yes, that would be that would be pretty sick. Uh, it doesn't look like they have any dates up yet, so we will see. I mean, it's all it's spring. I mean, so yeah. it's like you're looking at so the end of college basketball is going to be over. Obviously, yep. March Madness, and then you're in April. Which is supposed to be boom, off to the races. Baseball started. That's going to yep. carry you till the NBA uh, free agency in July. Well, that's what carries me. You know. They'll be on the field in 2022. Hey, very cool. Very cool. So, yeah, let's go. Alternate football leagues. I like that. Really start diving. Oh. <laughs> go. I just you gonna go crazy. <laughs> oh, what though? We're gonna be like. Oh, you gotta gotta keep an eye on X X guy on the fucking uh, Houston Gamblers, like oh, the Houston man. Gamblers wide receiver one, looking really nice. You, you never know. <laughs> Could land on the depth chart anytime. Hey, hey, keep an eye on the Tampa Bay Bandits because they got a couple guys. Yeah, I uh, I have not done any of my research yet as far as the draft. <laughs> I still got another two months, you know. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll start we'll start getting into all that later. But uh, <sighs> ooh, just got a notification. Oh, John Morant is now walking under his own power, but very slowly back to the Memphis locker room with a left leg issue of some kind. God damn it! Unfortunately, <laughs> this is a good segue right into. <laughs> The, Unfortunately, who would you yeah. rather have for the next five years? And I'll just start it off. This is why I would rather have Luka Doncic over Ja Morant, because Ja is just scary because he goes to the rim so recklessly. He's so vulnerable in the air. He attacks so hard that the way he lands multiple times, it's like. Ooh, that could be a knee. That could be a knee. An ankle. Anything. It frightens me. I don't want to see him end up like D-Rose. That is his biggest comparison. It's always going to be the comparison from their games. And that's what scares me. 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Ja versus Luca. It's like Luca is a pretty known commodity. We've seen him in the playoffs multiple times. Drop fifty burgers anytime on, he plays the Clippers. And that's Just basically the only team he's played in the playoffs, which is pretty <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, I he plays below the rim, which is safe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just so well rounded. And Ja, unfortunately, is puts himself at risk. We'll say, yeah. And we we see that unfortunately right now. And hopefully, it's nothing serious. But uh, yeah, there he's prone to cause some issues when you jump that high and you're that small. And you know, you you saw it the other day when he went up and got kind of checked by marcus morris Mm -hmm. went down hard in like a heap and it's like oh is that what we want to be doing like do we do we really want to like vertically attack guys i and i love that he's trying to dunk on everybody and all that it's really cool makes for great highlights but unfortunately also leads to situations like this and so it's it there's a ton of potential for ja to keep rising but i think luca with his floor where it is right now yeah the the fact that he's doing this kind of stuff and he's still got so much improvement that he could make i i'd go luca yeah i mean just from a a physical profile i mean luca is right now six seven two thirty and that's like with him not being in pristine shape i mean imagine a two thirty luca that is like trim and cut right Compared to Ja, 6'3", 170. Um, Slender. Yeah, and that's not a frame that you can put muscle on and still be that effective type of thing. Right. Like, you you don't put weight on, you know, that type of body. Like, Lillard is kind of like the strongest sort of small guard that we've kind of got in the league. Right. And... You know, he he doesn't play like Ja does. He's a guy that's below the rim. I mean, he'll cut through. He'll throw one down if he sees an opening, but he's not a high flyer. So it's like you can have that wide upper body, you know, and and still be super effective. It's not to mention he's a much better shooter than Ja is. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, the, Ja has had a really good year shooting, though. Yes, in in his his every year there because every year his three point shooting has gotten better. I, th- yeah. I think he's hovering around forty right now. He might have been at like forty one percent. Yeah, uh, he right now he's at thirty three for the season. Okay, but he had a stretch where he was sitting around like forty five. Yeah, and so he he started out kind of poorly, and then he's he's been getting better and better. And I mean, if he can center his game around a kind of pull-up jumper game rather than a driving game, because he like leads the league in points in the paint, mm-hmm. which is why we're saying like, uh, I think I'd rather have Luca because you can't be a six-three, hundred seventy-pound guard leading the league in points <laughs> yeah. in the paint. There's a reason it's always the center, and it's because these guys can't survive doing that. Yeah. And so, yeah, well. I I will I would take Luca over Ja just for the fact that it's a, a little safer in the, in the long run. Even though I don't like to try to predict like injuries, it's just yeah. more likely that he's going to be healthy for longer. 
And I still, I think Luca. The way that this team now moving off of KP, we're gonna see the like LeBron style Luka Doncic. <clears throat> yeah, with surrounding him with shooters, and then whatever they're gonna do at center, whether it's Dwight Powell or if they'll just go four out with Kleber at center. Yeah, right. And, and it's gonna be just the full let Luca cook show. And I, I think this is, like, the only good thing about Jason Kidd being their head coach is that Kidd was one of the best point guards in history. Obviously, part of the top 75. Yep. And what he did for Giannis from a playmaking perspective, they gave him the ball. They, he was running point for that team. And I think that was just huge for Giannis, like seeing the floor, knowing how things are going to develop before they develop, and obviously Luca has been playing at such a high level of basketball since he's 16. You know, I mean, Jay Kidd can only help that basketball IQ, and if Luca can get to that LeBron style IQ, he's the type of dude that is going to be scoring you those 45 on any given night in the playoffs. And then winning you the game on top of it down the stretch. Yep. Yeah, he's the type of guy that you can just trust with the ball in every situation. Mm-hmm. And that that's what you're looking for when you have this like generational talent, when you want to build your team around a guy. He's a guy that you can trust to give him the ball and do the right thing no matter what. Yeah. Getting doubled, he's going to dish it off to the right guy. While he's driving, he's going to kick it to the right guy. You know, he's going to hit him in the right spot, in the right shooting pocket. You know, Luca's one of those guys, and he can get you a bucket on all three levels. So, yeah, yeah I, I agree. All right. Next. Who would you rather have for the next five years, Zion Williamson or Anthony Davis? Man, <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> saw this one in the doc. I was gonna do because uh, you, you came up with a few, and I came up with a few, mm-hmm. and I was gonna do a Zion one. And I saw you already had him. I was like, oh man, <laughs> it's like Zion or Anthony Davis. So Zion could just never play basketball again, <laughs> and so I get five years of nothing. But Anthony Davis also could never play basketball again, <laughs> and I could get five years of nothing. But I think I'd have to lean Zion just because he's so young and there's paths to rehab and modern medicine and all this. It's not exactly what it was when Greg Oden kind of just fizzled out because yeah. he couldn't really get right. And we kind of talked about this with uh, our first pod about uh, the trade deadline. We were talking about how Zion kind of needs – to take this really seriously, but he's also a smaller frame, so it should be easier on yeah. him. But now it comes out he needs second surgery, whatever, and so it's it is worrisome, <laughs> that, yeah. to say the least. But Anthony Davis is also extremely worrisome. He's hurt constantly, and it, that's the story of his career through however many years he's been in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, next five years. I'll take Zion, but like, I'm not very confident about having Zion. But I also would be super worried about having Anthony Davis. Yeah. You know I'm taking Zion. You know, yeah. There's, yeah. There's I know. No I know. Um, Anthony Davis is 28, and is 
always hurt now, and right now it looks like he struggles getting up and down the court. Yep. And uh, I, it's a 33-year-old Anthony Davis <laughs> might need a walker at that yeah. point. Because yeah. he, be... he just looks rough. Um, and I'll always go back to the argument I've kind of been pitching around on Twitter that Zion's played more games in his first three years than Embiid has played in his first three years. Yep. So the whole injury thing, I think it also has a lot to do with the whole New Orleans thing. I mean, it came out, J.J. Redick was like ballistic that Zion didn't even say, yo, CJ, welcome to the team or right. anything. And then now today he reposted Willie Earn and Gomez's uh, uh, IG picture on a story about always picking my guys up. And John was like, yeah, my guys, you know, 100. <laughs> it's like, yeah, go ahead, Zion. <laughs> you know? So I, I think that has a lot to do with it. But like when Zion was playing last year, he played 60 games. And he was just giving you like 27 and 7. Yep. Like there was a point where he was top three in points per game. He scored, what, like 20 points per game in the paint? Yeah. It was something yeah. wild like that, and his shooting percentage was way up there. So it's like, Zion, you're going to know every game. When he is playing in the game, you're going to know you're playing Zion. There's still games where Anthony Davis is in the game, and his final stat sheet is 13 points, 5 rebounds. And that's yeah. that's always going to be my case for the two. I I feel you, absolutely. And you you look at guys that you'd want to build around, and when you don't see somebody play for such a long time, it's easy to be like, yeah, I don't know, like, uh, do I really want Zion? <clears throat> and but you you look at him when he played off of a pretty serious knee injury. Mm-hmm. And he looked fine. It did like he looked a little bigger, but it didn't really show in terms of like athleticism. And it seemed like he he is starting to understand his body, or he was starting to understand his body and like how to use it as like a space creator, because he was bouncing off of centers or having centers bounce off of him. And then finishing below the rim, which is like not something that you were seeing a lot of before when he was at Duke and like early in his rookie year when he first started playing, where he was trying to throw down everything. He was mm-hmm. trying to throw throw down lobs, and it's now now it seems like he's so much more under control. And so we'll see if and when he comes back yeah. this season. Hopefully, he comes back this season, but we're running running out of time. <laughs> it's almost March already, so hopefully we can see him this year. But yeah, I I just I, I love watching Zion. I just want to see him play because he's, he's so good. He's I think he's the most hyped player that's like come up and entered the league since LeBron. It seems like it. It feels like it I for mean, sure. he was a high school phenom. Like everybody knew this kid from Carolina that was thrown down on these little ass white kids just <laughs> yeah. constantly. Yeah, just a huge beating that shit dude. off the glass, <laughs> and then goes to Duke, has a really good year, but yep. obviously he was up and down with injury. You know, he could have he could have sat, you know, through the tournament, but he's like, no, these are my guys now. I want to play with these guys, 
And so I just can't get the image on my head of him just skying up and then beating someone's shit yeah. to like the 12th row. <laughs> and yeah. It's like on that, that jump dude. shot in the corner. It's like, <laughs> yes, that dude. I'll take that was, dude. He was like two steps out of the paint and he just like yeah. jumped so high. It's like, yeah, that's not, that's not normal. So that's why I said kind of in our in our last pod, I'll repeat it again now that we're talking about him. It's like if he loses any shades of his athleticism, he will go from being a 99th percentile athlete to being a well above average <laughs> NBA athlete. Yes. Like he will still be able to jump out of the gym. He just will not be able to like grab the top of the backboard and hang on it. Like it's it'll he'll still be incredibly athletic so i i like that they're taking it slow i like that they're getting second opinions on the foot i like that they're gonna give him another surgery all that stuff like they're doing the right thing but it's frustrating as fans to not be able to see zion play uh good news john morant is back uh, he good. started the fourth <laughs> good. quarter there we go so well do you that's still the other thing about John. You know, yeah. He has these yeah. scary falls, limps around, and then is back in the game right after doing the same thing. It's true, which is not what Anthony Davis does. Except Anthony Davis, when he goes down in the heap, he's done for like four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that his la- the last rolled ankle was... Gross. That was disgusting. <laughs> that, that wasn't right. I saw that, and I was like, I think like his... Tibia touched the ground. Yeah, where, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then it, it was said it was a. He also had a mid foot sprain on top. Of yeah, it's like, just like he just completely he just fucked his whole shit up. Yeah, that shit. Ow. So next but, we've we've got this. I think this is still a pretty good one. For the next five years, would you rather have LeBron James or Kevin Durant? Calls Kitty. Uh, I want to say 33. 33. Yep. Yeah, so he'll be 38, and LeBron will be 40 something. 42. Or he 40, might have just turn 38. He's 37. Just turned uh, 37. Yeah, December is. Yep. Um, man. 40. <laughs> 40, right. 42 For, and I'm debating it. That's next, the thing. It's like right. I was I was kind of just like my first thought process was well I'll just look at the next 3 years. Sure. <laughs> Cuz maybe the last two for both of them could be sketchy. Yeah. I mean, there has been like maybe two athletes that have been successful over 40. Mhm. So you know, oh, man. And basketball is a very demanding sport. It is. He's been playing since he's been 18. Yeah. He's been in the league for as long as he was on this earth when he entered the league. That's he has as many all star appearances (laughs) as years out of the NBA. Um I I don't know. I think I'll I'll have to go with KD. Just he I don't know. His game's just not going to age. There's no, like, I feel like LeBron, as soon as he plays with Bronny, he'll just retire. And, like, he could be a guy that is averaging, like, 18 points and 
nine assists and like not the focal point of a team wherever his next team is. And he he said he wanted to kind of do that with this Lakers team and have Anthony Davis be the guy, but obviously that hasn't worked out. And we all kind of knew that wasn't going to work out. But KD can be the guy on a contender for as long as his body lets him. And obviously we're seeing that kind of come to a head with his latest MCL injury. And so that's that's what you got to worry about with KD is like he had the Achilles. He's had a few injuries. I mean, it's not like he's injury prone, I wouldn't say. Yeah. But as you get older, body starts to break down. He has a tall, slim frame. You know, you got to think about it. But I don't know. the That, that man can get a bucket. Yeah. In a phone booth. (laughs) (laughs) It's because he's standing, his head's outside the phone booth. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And he'll only be, only, he'll be 38 38. in five years. So, I mean, like, he'll be one year older than LeBron is now. So. But then on the other hand, LeBron's averaging 29 points. I know. (laughs) 37 He's that's that's what I worry about. Fourth in the about, league though. in scoring right now. He's I, behind I, by point five points from leading the league in scoring. I don't want LeBron to be doing that right now. That's not that's not something that he should be having to do. Like, let my man take a break. He's been doing this since he's been eighteen. Like, just let let him average twenty two points. Let him chill. Like, let him play power forward. No, he's gonna have to play point guard. And, he's still, you know, to do everything still. I mean, but that's that that's the thing though. Like in five years, what he's doing, like playing center. You know, I think he could still do that in five years. Probably. LeBron, like for 20, 25 minutes a game, coming off the bench, six-man LeBron, go down there, bang down low, facilitate from the high post. That'd be kind of clear. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, like, in five years, why can't KD just, like, average 28? (laughs) Like, what's going to stop him from doing that? I don't know. It, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just some some about KD, just kind of. I, I I agree. It's a, there's a, a little bit of as he gets older, it's going to be harder and harder for him to stay on the court for yeah. extended periods of time, and that's that's the the fear with any big man. Period. Yeah. And KD is seven one. I hate when any because like now you're seeing the pictures of him stand next to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is allegedly 6'10", 6'11", and Katie's, like, got a few inches on him. It's like, okay. Yeah. Somebody's lying. Katie's always been seven feet. Yeah, right. Always has been. And so, like, do you want to trust a 38-year-old seven-footer? Maybe not. That's, that's like, where you're at. I'm just trying to look at it, like, what what are each of these guys' games going to look at as it ages? Yeah, and I just think I think LeBron's gonna still be able to do what he's doing, like like he could be Rondo, but a six eight, two hundred and fifty pound version. I think I feel like his game will kind of turn into a Jokic kind of game. Is how I feel. Where he, That's a pretty he could good game. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where any given night, just he could playing have that like, slow too. 
Yeah, 29, 10, and 13. Like, why why not? Or he could have 15, 15, Doing and this? 11. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, putting the hands under the jersey. Yeah. and <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, like, he could easily do that. But KD could also just never be bad at scoring a basketball because the, it's just all second nature at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I think just physically, I, I think LeBron's – body could still take more even that's at fair. 42 yeah. compared to Durant at uh, 38 and that so yeah. I, I I think I'm leaning more toward LeBron that's very understandable yeah so you, you you're going KD I think still? I think I'll go KD just uh the the game the game won't age I don't think but the body will so that's that's what makes me nervous about it okay Next, this was – I thought this one, and I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> I was going to do Rudy Gobert or Clint Capella. Yeah, but, I think uh, – I was surprised that it wasn't Clint Capella. But I think Capella's on his way out already because <laughs> yeah. uh, Anyeko Kongwu is going to be starting for the Hawks, and he is really good. He's really <laughs> like, good. Like, really good. Like uh, – astronomically better than Clint Capella. Yeah. And so I, I think he's kind of telling off. But at one point, by at one point, and I'm saying last year, uh, give me Clint Capella over Rudy Gobert. But anyways, yeah. Ru- Rudy Gobert or the fro, Jared Allen? Over the next five years, who I want. See, I should have looked up everybody's age I guess, before. yeah, that, that would have been the best thing. Uh, so Rudy Gobert's 29. And Jared Allen's twenty three. I there yeah, that's the answer to yep. that question. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we just we kind of had this conversation with with Kevin Durant yeah. how seven footer ages not so gracefully, and so if Rudy Gobert is twenty nine, five years from now he's gonna be thirty four. He's like seven foot five, and then Jared Allen's only twenty three. So I would, Jared Allen's younger than me. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, that's that's He's a younger thing. than me by a month. That is so, a thing. I don't like yeah. thinking about that. <clears throat> me either. So Jared Allen, that, that that's wild. that hurts my feelings. That's wild. That like uh, makes me. Th- that's like this guy's probably gonna get a ring in his career. Yeah, that just kind of he's gonna end up on the right team as the center sometime. So yeah, I'll take Jared Allen pretty easily in this one i mean rudy gobert is obviously much more decorated he's obviously has all of the the accolades who do i think i'd want on my team right now <laughs> still jared allen <laughs> like i i just he can move better he can guard the perimeter better you you saw it skills competition he can do a lot of things yes and uh i don't think rudy gobert would fare well in the skills competition no <laughs> <laughs> no, Rudy. <A> lot. <laughs> Rudy dribbling the ball is very scary. Rudy's shooting the ball, scary. Passing the ball, I don't know if great, I've ever so. seen him like shoot a jumper. It's well, I've seen great. him shoot free throws. It's very Dwight yeah. Howard esque. Kind of just like really just palms it and just big kinda... hands, and it's yeah. like it's like shooting a fucking cantaloupe. Yeah, it's like it's just not great. Yeah, but on the other hand, Rudy. I don't really think he's got much of an injury history. He doesn't. So that's that's good. And I mean, you, 
but yeah, you're definitely. I'm definitely taking Jared Allen. But uh, as far as like Gobert's game aging, I don't think he'll fall off like DeAndre Jordan fell off. No, I think I think Gobert could still be a good enough player at 34, yeah. like uh, a JaVale McGee. Sure, you know, type sure. of guy off the bench. That most of most of his verticality comes from his wingspan anyway, because yeah. he literally has like a nine foot wingspan or something like disgustingly insane. And so, like, it's not like he relies on jumping out of the gym to yeah. be a great defender and a great interior scorer. It's it's more about his technique, his timing, and his length. Yeah. So. He could easily be good at 34. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be bad, yeah. but Jared Allen's just going to be getting into his prime, he's be in his prime. at 28. Yeah. 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 Maybe we should have looked at ages before picking some of these guys. I, I, I took it into account with mine. Don't worry. I, I thought Gobert was like I mean, 26. I, I guess I still thought he was like 27, you know, around yeah. there. Yeah. I didn't realize Jared Allen was so I didn't so think young. he was that. I thought Jared Allen was 25, 26. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, if it's Jared Allen 25, Gobert 27, then we're having a different conversation. Yeah. But, yeah, Jared Allen is younger than me. And will be in his prime. That is. That makes me uncomfortable. All right. Well, uh, this, this is one that I threw in there. Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving. Who would you rather have for the next five years? Uh, man. I don't even. So, know. I don't even think I need to look up the ages. Uh, yeah, I I can tell you if you want. Ben Simmons is is twenty five. Kyrie is I think twenty eight. Kyrie's twenty nine. So they got a four year age difference. Uh, the reason I picked them both, I think you could probably make it out, is because it doesn't seem like either of them really care about playing professional basketball. Um, I think. I think Ben Simmons is m- more likely going to still be playing basketball. Like the, the the Philly thing, we know what the Philly thing was. We know yeah. why he was not playing basketball. Where Kyrie could easily just be out of the league next year for no reason on a mountain in Tibet doing something, you know. <laughs> and so I think I got to lean more toward Ben Simmons. Again, I think from a physical profile, Simmons also probably more durable. He's only going to be 30, you know. Yep. That is eight years younger than what LeBron is right now, seven years. <laughs> and if he's figured some stuff out by 30 and is right. still going to be in his prime, and if that offense picks up, if if he does more now from the time when he was 20 to 25, if he develops more in his game from 25 to 30, I mean, I'll take that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd say the same. Yeah. I think you got you got to go Ben Simmons there just based on the fact that he'll probably get better Yeah, and you can't see a path of Kyrie getting better. But, like – Kyrie already is really good at basketball and Kyrie minus vaccine mandates in New York, which is coming pretty soon is kind of what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And minus James Harden is like, now he's going to be a consistent player. He's going to play every game and he's going to be the starting point guard on that team. So it's like, 
are we going to see like the best of Kyrie? Because he's had more rest mm-hmm. than ever. You know, he hasn't had an injury since the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So like, is seeing this like this Kyrie full time, <laughs> night in night out, is this going to kind of change our mind? But yeah, we'll we'll see how him and Ben Simmons play together. Also, and I guess I mean from a big stage standpoint, I mean, you've seen what Kyrie's done in the finals. Absolutely. I mean, he, he won the finals. He made the shot in the finals. Yep. And, and he had 41 the game before that. And then Ben Simmons, we know what he did in the big moment. Exactly. He, he crumbled. So, I mean, what 34 year old Kyrie could still be, he could probably still he, score man. just like, sure. He is. Why not? I mean, yeah. he's an incredible shooter. So, I mean, even if he can't get to the rim as often, I mean, he's still yeah. going to be finishing at the rim. He's still going to have the handle. Still going to have the footwork. And he's still, like, he can shoot. Another guy that can score at all three levels. Yep. So. That's why that's why it's, like, tempting yeah. to be like, man, Kyrie, like, he has the skill to be good for five more years. Yeah. Like. 34 is not that old. No. Again, <laughs> it's not like Durant's it's not 33 like, right now and he's still Exactly. And yeah. like Kerry has a little bit of an injury history but nothing like serious. No. As of late. Like it's just kind of ankle injuries that kind of bother him. And like if he <laughs> like there's no reason that he should be bad in 5 years. It's just like is he engaged enough to be an NBA player for 5 more years? And like if KD decides that he wants out of Brooklyn, like is Kyrie going to be like, ah, well, I'm I'm sick of like trying to, to do all this. I'm sick of the politics of the but, NBA or whatever. But yeah, the other thing is like I don't like like when they had KD, Kyrie, and Harden, it was like three dudes that just hoop, like yeah. just the 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 way all three of them play. It's just they're just hooping. Where right. a lot of guys, it's like you they turned into basketball players. Like you could tell these are guys that would play basketball in their free time all the time growing up. Yeah. And that's why, you know, he, that's why he's a guy that he could just do this part-time and still <laughs> average over 20 points a game. And exactly. And still play 30 minutes a game just playing part-time. Man, yeah. I, so I, Ben Simmons is that the is that th- your I final think, answer? I think I have to take Ben Simmons just of the simple fact that you don't know what Kyrie Irving is going to do. Yeah, as a I, person, I, I guess. Yeah, I I agree. I I think I'd have to go Ben Simmons just because it's a little more certain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not gonna say like it's for sure that he's gonna be wanting to play basketball, but like. You're you're pretty confident that yeah. you're gonna have Ben Simmons because he's out of that Philly situation. Yeah. All right. Well, the next one I got is uh, two guys that have been kind of linked for a while, mm-hmm. with Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. Who would you rather have for the next five years? Let's see. Booker is twenty five. I'm assuming Mitchell is younger. Twenty five. Oh, right there we go. Good job by me. Um. Well, I I can finally say we have a like playoff body of work. I mean, bubble Donovan Mitchell in that first round. 
against Denver. I remember I was staying up watching them games because I was on the absolute heater on FanDuel. And when him and Jamal Murray went back-to-back and scored 50 each, or or what seemed like 50 each. I think it was 50 each. That was right around there. Wild. But I I think Devin Booker, down the stretch, is going to make smarter plays than Donovan Mitchell. Like, Donovan Mitchell's probably going to make a forced play or force a play, try to force himself to the rim, like pull up into a tough contested jumper, shoot a tough three. Where I think Book down the stretch, like Book will make the right pass even. He's got that in his game because he was basically the point guard for all those shitty Suns teams because he was the only competent player that could handle the ball. And so we're going to see that going forward with CP3 being out seven to eight weeks. And I just, I trust Devin Booker more than I trust Donovan Mitchell. But I think Donovan Mitchell can still take his game to another level. I I don't know if we're going to see much more from Booker just from an offensive standpoint uh, outside of him just becoming a better three-point shooter. Um, Yep. But I, I think... I think Book's got more moves in his bag that can get you a bucket um, than Donovan Mitchell does, where Donovan Mitchell's kind of just play and react, where Book's, he has, like, a Kobe-style bag where he could go to a move and get you a bucket in the spot when you need it, or he can, you know, make the right pass in, like, a clutch situation. So I, I like Booker over Mitchell. Yeah, this this one was tough for me because it seems like I want Donovan Mitchell to be that guy mm-hmm. that you've seen him, like flashes of. Like th- his game is so predicated on getting to the rim first and then like expanding from there. Yes, and like if he's not doing that or if they're they're levying their defense towards him, it seems like it's just not there. And with book, it's always there he has like you said so many moves in the bag and he can score from all three levels i mean he's not the greatest finisher obviously donovan mitchell is far and away the better like slasher but booker hasn't beat everywhere else you know yeah so it's like do i think donovan mitchell if he takes that next step do i think he'll be better than devin booker i think he could be because he's a better defender and he's already a better finisher and then, like, if he if, – because, like, his pull-up jumper, Donovan Mitchell's, looks great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, if he can if he can start knocking that down at a consistent clip, then it's like, oh, okay. Like, I can start thinking about Donovan Mitchell being the guy. But I think given what we've seen out of Booker already and given what we saw out of that playoff run last year out of, like, as just a scorer, I think I'd have to lean Booker. But, like – I really want to see Donovan Mitchell's next step, his mm-hmm. like next evolution, you know. So I, yeah, I think I, I agree. I'd, I'd go with Booker as well, but I, I want to see Donovan Mitchell take that next step and be the guy and like yeah. prove me wrong here because I'd like to see him be one of the superstars in the league because we were thinking that he was gonna do that. Because his rookie year was he was solid. He yep. was kind of a surprise how how good he was, and then his second year he took a little bit of a jump. 
third year, it was even more. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to see this Donovan Mitchell ascension. And then it's just been kind of pretty flat. Like, yeah. it's been a little bit of a rise, but not really too crazy. So His game was always kind of compared to Dwayne Wade's. That's yep. the type of player you thought he was going to be. And and it's, it is similar, you know. But it is. D-Wade just in a, in a different era, you know, where there – it was the long twos. Like, Donovan Mitchell's game could probably be – better if he was shooting those long twos but he wants sure. to stretch it out to three because that's just the aries and yep and i also think devin booker is more of a gamer just like like yeah. book's not gonna get down i mean he was on he was down on those Suns yeah. teams that was yeah tough and he always i mean basically played the finals with a broken nose so it's like yeah. i just yeah give me I'd, I'd rather have booker in my foxhole than Donovan Mitchell, which that's tough to say because I still like Donovan Mitchell a lot too. Absolutely. All right, next up, got two young guards, two young point guards. Uh, Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, yes. or Darius Garland. Yes. Who would you rather have? We got we got a guy in Shea that has shown improvement year after year, is also kind of on a rat team. So, like, all of his stats are kind of inflated. And then you got Darius Garland, who was a candidate to be one of those guys this year and has shown it every part of it. Yeah. And so, like, where, where are you going here? I See, I really haven't watched any Darius Garland outside of the All-Star game. And I really haven't watched any SGA since the bubble when they were – the the three hundred guard monster Schroeder, CP three and SGA, and they played the Rockets I think in a first round series. Right. Well, you got the ages on hand. So Garland is twenty two years old. Shea Gilgis Alexander is twenty three years old. So Shea both are younger than me. Again, <sighs> makes me uncomfortable. Darius Garland was born in two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> i so, hate that <laughs> so that that's where we're at um the year 2022 well there's there's the stat that always gets brought up with sga that he leads the leagues the league and drives per game which is you know right that's a good thing um but I think Darius Garland might be a special shooter. Yeah. I think he might be. I think just the way he can shoot the three, the way he can stroke the three. And again, that's just strictly from me watching the All-Star game. Because <laughs> sure, that's the sure. first time i really ever seen Darius Garland play because I've never watched a Cavs game since LeBron's left. Yeah. Like, Which is I, fair. Is, is he in his third year? Were they in the same he draft? He is in his third year. Okay. God. That's that's kind of why I wanted to, to match them up. Yeah. I guess, like, so, and like Colin Sexton was kind of the reason why I really never paid attention to Darius Garland because he was the young bull, you know. He was the guy that was there first, and he was yep. more, more ball dominant when the two were healthy, but. I think Darius Garland, he's he's got 
like what's what are his assist numbers? So he is averaging right now eight assists a game this season. His career average is five point eight. He's up that to eight without Sexton. He's averaging twenty points, eight assists. He's shooting forty seven percent from the field, thirty eight percent from three. Man. 90 from the free throw line. So potential 50-40-90 guy if he bumps those three-point numbers up a little bit. So, And he, just, he could easily be a 20-10 and 10 guy as well. Like that That's why it's like, Darius Garland's really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, play, the playmaking out of Darius Garland is pretty special. It's like he's, he's one of – him and like Halliburton are bringing up this next yeah. era – of playmakers of like table setting point guards where Shea is more of He's your combo bucket guard. getting combo guard. Exactly. So it, it's, they're, they're different flavors of guard, but you know, both really, really good young guards. God, I feel like Shea's just been in the league so much longer, but I also feel like Shea's never really added anything to his game over like like he came on when he was with the clippers and they were like that we believe clippers team that yeah. made the playoffs and then played the warriors i think i think they played the warriors yeah uh, yeah 2019 yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it was like the the lou will montrez harrell pat Bev. pick and roll yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, so Shea, well, looking at his stats, he's averaging twenty-two points, five rebounds, five and a half assists. He's shooting his. He's having his worst shooting season. He's shooting forty-two percent from the field, twenty-seven point eight from three. So he is obviously carrying a huge load for yeah. the OKC offense. Um, but yeah, he's uh, playing second most minutes per game that he's played in his career. Uh, but. Yeah, I think I think I'll take Garland I here. Think, yeah, that that eight assists just like it, it, yeah sticks out. He's so much. It seems like he's much more of a controlled, efficient player. Yeah, just kind of in general, and that might be due to the players around him, because Shea is playing with like his second best player is right now like Lou Dort or Josh Giddy. It's like. <laughs> it's not really great in OKC, yeah. so like I I understand that he's like going through it a little bit, but again, he's still going to be playing for that team for however long he's got to play through this contract. And yeah. Darius Garland is going to be with the Cavs, tied to Evan Mobley, tied to Jared Allen, and then you know like Karis LeVert and all of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I got to go Garland. Yeah, I I went into this thinking I was going to take Shea. Yeah, just because like he's. A better player, you know, he's been a better player for three years, but now, you know, it, it seems like Garland is on the ascent while Shea has kind of plateaued. plateaued like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so. like I was trying to, I was like Shea versus Lamelo. Yeah, right. Like I was, I was putting him in in that tier. Right. But now, like I mean, Darius Garland was an all star. So yeah, that, so absolutely. that is something. So yeah, I just he could. Ooh. Hey, if you're in basketball dynasty leagues, yeah, <laughs> I I tried to trade for him. Told me no. He just told me no. That was before the season too. I was like, hey, Fraser, what's what's up with Darius Garland? He trying to, and he's like, I'm good. I was like, okay, <laughs> fuck. 
So okay. I tried to do that before last year with Ja, too. I was like, oh, what's up with Ja? No. Okay. <laughs> Let me move on. That's tough. Uh, all right. So our next one, two older point guards. Got Chris Paul and Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard obviously has been shut down for the season with, I think it was a back injury. Core. Was, was core injury. That that's core right. Yeah. That's right. And then uh, Chris Paul just announced with the avulsion fracture in his thumb. So where are we going here? Chris Paul, obviously a little older, but oh, also has. Is he, <laughs> he going to be 45? No. He, no he, 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 Chris Paul is 36. <laughs> I know. I know. And uh, Lillard is 31. So Lillard in five years will be as old as Chris Paul Chris is Paul. here. Um, but you, you look at what Chris Paul's done as he's gotten older, and he's kind of staved off the injury problem a little bit more as of late. He kind of changed his diet, changed his workout yeah. regimen, all that stuff. And he's been healthier. I mean, it's hard to say now now that he's injured. But then you look at Lillard, and he's gotten more injured as of late. And he's another one of these small guards that's aging. Is he going to put in that time and effort yeah. to do what Chris Paul did? Uh, and can Chris Paul stay healthy for another five years? That's kind of where my mind was at comparing these two. Yeah, and just going off of that age, I think I got to lean Lillard. I He'll still be able to be – I mean, the way he shoots from deep and shoots from three, that's going to be something that's never going to go away um, no matter what the injury is. And, like, th- this core thing is, like, the first major injury he's had. Yeah. And it's, like, a freak thing. Like, how often do you hear a guy that's, like, yeah, you'll hear, like, after the fact that, oh, yeah, this guy had core muscle surgery in the off season, And it's, right. like, oh, you, you never know what happened. It's, like, something that just happens. Like, usually a guy can put it off till the off season, and then and then they can have the surgery. So, I think I got to lean Lillard. I just... Chris Paul, like, I can't see his offensive game from or... just a scoring. Like, like he would, you would need guys around him that are yeah. scoring twenty plus points per game as Chris Paul gets older. Like, obviously, he's the floor general. He's going to be able to conduct the offense, get you your assists. He's probably still going to be pretty good at stealing the ball. He's got like his anticipation, jumping passing lanes, just the scrap in him. Is always going to be there, but at forty, yeah, right. Mm, yeah, he's not Steve Nash. Like you know, when I when I wrote this one up, I thought Damon Lillard was like thirty four. I feel like he's just been in the league for a really yeah. long time, just grinding. He was super young. Yeah, grinding away with with these Trailblazers teams year after year. Them just running it back with him and CJ. But thirty one, yeah, I, I'd take I'd take Lillard too. Um, I just, I just think it's so nice to see that Chris Ball has kind of rejuvenated his career at, at a point where we kind of expected once he got shipped to Houston and OKC that it was like, mm, yeah, this is probably about wraps, you know, one probably one injury away after that mm-hmm. hamstring injury in Houston, and it, it seems like he's, I mean, took his team to the finals last year, yeah. him and Booker, so that that's something that Lillard hasn't done but i mean chris paul did it at 35 we'll see see about damien lillard yeah that is that's a good point i mean like chris paul's carried his team every team he's been in you know yeah 
I mean, yeah. he took that Thunder team to the <laughs> to the playoffs. Yeah, had no business making the playoffs. So, yeah. But I still, I still gotta lean Dame Lillard. Yeah, you, you gotta. Yeah, yeah the, the five year. You're gonna get five That's years out of Damian Lillard. I don't know if you're getting a full five years out of Chris Paul. That's fair. Uh, next one, I don't like this one. So you don't like that? I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't. Well, I don't like Jalen Green. So <laughs> yeah, I figured. I, I anyway. So I'll go to the next one because right. I like that one more. Uh, that is a good one. We are, going, uh, we are going a little long. I can't even read yeah. the time on my. It's one one twenty eight right okay. now. Yeah. yeah. So, last but not least, two big creators. Yes. We got Josh Giddy for the Thunder, yes. and we got Demontis Sabonis on the Kings. Yes. So obviously, Giddy is very young. Very young. Uh, Sabonis is sitting at twenty five years old. Yes. Uh, so he'll be thirty by the time five years from now. Josh Giddy was born in 2002. <laughs> he's, what, 17? <laughs> it seems like. He's 19, 19 years old. I'm pretty sure he just uh, turned 19, too. To uh, turned 19 in October. Yeah. But, yeah, he's a young uh, young buck. Yeah. yeah. You got to give me Josh Giddy. Gotta get, That's okay. the ceiling. It's The ceiling is very Like, high. you know what DeMontis Sabonis is. He's not gonna turn into a defender by any means he's gonna give you 20 and 10 every night he's gonna be able to facilitate the high post he'll get you a couple triple doubles here and there because he's a really good passer yep but, but he's not gonna give you literally anything on defense he's yep. he reminds me a lot of kevin love but a little bigger a little stronger and a better passer that that that's what I get out of Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy could turn into Ozzy Braun. <laughs> yeah, I, I so, mean <laughs> Giddy. I I again, not a ton of Thunder games on in the Barassa household, um, but when you do turn it on, it's like, oh man, Josh Giddy, and it kind of reminds me. So where Sabonis is right now is kind of feels like where Josh Giddy is right now. Yeah. And if this is if if Giddy's floor is current where Demonte Sabonis. Sabonis yeah is then it's like oh yeah well <laughs> that's a, that's an easy one, but then again it's like Josh Giddy's kind of slow. <laughs> he's kind of like I mean so Sabonis he's, he's not pretty. Well yeah, but Josh Giddy's also much smaller <laughs> as like a player. I guess. Uh, so it's like, yeah, Josh Giddy's 6'8", 205, and Sabonis is like seven foot. So it's like that. It's okay for Sabonis to be slow because he is also you know ver- vertically above everybody else. Giddy has to be a little quicker to get by people because he's also not jumping out of the gym. So it's like, is he stuck being this like wing creator who is? Really smart, really good passer, good rebounder. He's at sitting. Let's see, where's his averages? He's averaging seven point eight rebounds, six point four assists, twelve and a half points. Yeah. So it's like you you see the ceiling opportunity. It yeah. could be there, but it's also like 
he's not that good of a scorer because he's not beating people off the dribble. And the shots a little, like, the shots a little funky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like the the ceiling. Obviously, you would pick Giddy to have a higher ceiling. Yeah. But like, can you count on Josh Giddy having like the work ethic to be? Aussie Braun, like you said, like it, the opportunity's there because he's already. I mean, like I said, he's averaging twelve, about eight and seven. seven so yeah. it's like almost a triple double. Like if you play more minutes, like he could be averaging a triple double. But is that is that like I don't know. I I would take Giddy, but it's like, is that something tangible that you want to like hit your wagon to, or could you sit here and be like, well, for the next five years, I could have. You know, twenty two and ten and five. Yeah. Like for sure. I so just, you just get he could Yeah, he could man, blow up and be he could like, like a guy. Be Luca. Right, <laughs> I exactly. Mean, That's the thing. And I'm I'm gonna trust an Aussie to <laughs> to have that effort, you know. That's understandable. Even though I mean, well then there's Ben Simmons. Then there's Ben Simmons, right? Hey, Giddy or Ben <laughs> and, Simmons. I'll take Giddy. <laughs> I like Josh Giddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I gotta go. I gotta go Giddy. And again, that's Sabonis, yeah. another guy. I love Sabonis. Me too. Give me Sabonis seven days a week, twice on Sunday. Yeah, but Giddy could... except except over Josh Giddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giddy Giddy could be a guy. A lot like Garland. Absolutely. That could he could be a guy. Yeah, and. He plays well with Shea, yeah, and he he can play well next to anybody. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to be a primary guy. He plays really well as a secondary guy, and so yeah. Well, he's I, the ball ball he isn't played. gonna stick with Giddy as much as it's gonna stick with Sabonis. I think Sabonis is pretty sticky. Like, I agree. It's, yeah, you give it to him, and he's like at the elbow, okay, not, and then DHO. It's not yeah. quick. Into him, right out to a DHO, turn and roll, type yep. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jokic, Jokic is one of the lowest high minute touch time guys. Yeah. Because it's like he leads the league in passes, and he has really low touch time. So it's like that. That's the kind of guy that you want as you're like big creator yeah. you want the guy that the ball is not going to sit and stick with it's not going to be oh i throw it to sabonis at the elbow he looks for the cutter and then he goes dribbles out for the dho it's not there so then he turns and he tries to feed the the mid post with harrison yeah. barnes it's like you don't you don't want your big man doing all of that no. you just want him to boom it's not there move it screen keep it moving and a lot of that goes to knowing like how something's going to develop. Like yeah. Jokic just knows yeah what's going to happen. And he's effectively maybe, playing point guard. Yeah, and he's maybe an unfair comparison yeah. with Jokic being like the best passing big of all. But time. But that is like that's like yeah. the levels we're looking at, where Jokic yep. is the toppest of the tier. Right. Yeah, I like Jokic. <sighs> That's that's a guy that's fun Man. to watch. Right now, Jokic is playing Demontis Sabonis. Oh. That's, that's kind of why it popped in my head. But yeah, that's that's what that's what we got for who would you rather have for the next five years? We got Ja, or we got Luca over Ja. Yeah, 
going Zion over AD. Yeah. We split LeBron. You're going LeBron. I'm going KD. We're both going Jared Allen over Gobert. Both going Ben Simmons over Kyrie. Yeah. But it's close. It's closer than it's I close. expected. Um, we're going Booker over Donovan Mitchell. Garland over SGA, which also surprised me. Yeah. Um, Lillard over Chris Paul and Giddy over Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Uh, we're we don't gotta, I don't think. I gotta, get, I know, I gotta I got start watching I'm some ex- more games. I'm excited. I'm tomorrow. I, I, man, tomorrow. I love watching Sabonis. Hard play and beat tomorrow. Start. Ooh, we got that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Me, my Harden, taking off a fat suit. <laughs> yeah, <I saw> that. <laughs> that's like what uh what Chuck uh, said. Man. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to dive into this NBA here. It's gonna be. We got a good ride going till the rest of the season. Hey, yes, sir. And we'll we'll be getting into some off-season dynasty content yep. pretty soon too. We got a lot, lot, lot of content to talk about. So. But for now, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pod Firestarters. You can email us at thefirestarterspod at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube. The link will be in the description. Check out Sleeper Squads. We're still active on there pretty much every day. I mean, we got guys throwing down <laughs> three, five, four legs. Every day. Every, every day. day. Jared literally. don't stop. <laughs> Jared don't stop. Josh don't stop. They are grinding. Uh so Josh, check Josh all those out here for a while so he was he was on so. like a i think he had like four days in a row where you gotta he's getting dubs yeah, so, so. Yeah. you know if you if you want to want to make some money maybe uh take take some notes from that a couple guys in there but yeah we appreciate you joining us and we will talk at you next time Bye.